Good morning and welcome to the Create Magic Podcast, episode number 272. I hope that you are doing great this morning. This is a daily podcast where I talk about the artwork I make and post over on Instagram and my website, both linked below. Wednesdays are now for Delaware or Weird Delaware Stories, and I have one that I've been uh, kind of skimming over the last couple times that I've been looking through stories. The title is beautiful. It's uh, The Phantom Dragon of Delaware, which caught my eye since I started looking through this Haunted Delaware book, but uh, every time I started skimming through the little passage, there was obviously no dragon, and that just bummed me out, so I just skipped on until I found something that uh, resonated more for that day's, but for some reason, I opened up the book this, uh, well, yesterday. I Full disclosure, I usually only look into this stuff a day before, if not the morning of making these, but yeah, last night I flipped through the Haunted Delaware book and landed yet again, just randomly, on the Phantom Dragon of Delaware, so I decided it was time to dive in, and it's really funny that I did, because once I actually read through and read a few other little blurbs about it on the internet, again, this is not a research podcast, this is like a... I'm going to read this small story in this kind of poorly written book and see what it inspires in me uh, in regards to the local strangeness of my home home state, the uh, small wonder here. So yeah, this was one of those ones that once I read through it, it reminded me immediately of the Brandywine werewolf story that I told in the beginning of this. And it is another revolutionary war kind of ghost phantom uh, figure story, but it has that same twist where they're trying to to essentially shoot the the phantom or the spirit and when they actually do make contact or someone actually hits the hits the uh, the phantom rider it turns out to be a soldier dressed up like a ghost and using the mythology essentially to try and evade the enemy so so that's the brief overview of the story and the reason I went into that much uh, well I guess a little bit of detail there is because I've been It was almost a little synchronicity that I landed on this story today. I've been uh, listening to a talk about how um, the paranormal or the other could be a way to deal with uh, essentially essentially cultural trauma when you look at how many of these things have to do with you know uh, ghastly acts and the things that humans do that we might not be too proud of and a a way to integrate them into our uh, personal folklore as it were then uh, it makes sense this would happen on a larger cultural level around things like war and these giant global uh, atrocities that pop up um, kind of constantly throughout human evolution and I think that's a really interesting way to look at these things and again I think part of the beauty of looking at these mythologies is looking at how they evolve and knowing that they are not only evolving currently, but the historical mythologies are forever uh, reshaping and evolving alongside of it. So I, uh, in that same talk, they discuss about the uh, etymology of, of para and how uh, I believe it was uh, the Greek origins that means alongside of, next to. And I think that is exactly what this weird little paranormal world is is it's this mythology this world of story that exists right alongside of us at all times and yeah these stories of war and uh really 
harsh, violent acts don't always grab me because, to be honest, I try to be careful with what I put into my imagination. But when you get a little one like this that you drill down a little farther on, there's some uh, true or real insights, I guess, that you can glean. And truth is a weird word, so maybe they're not true, but they're, uh, they can be relevant to the person reading them. All right, so that's enough rambling about this uh, silly little uh, phantom dragon that's not really a dragon at all, and I'm going to jump right into the telling of the story. I hope you all have a great day and enjoy it. I'll talk to you all tomorrow. Bye. Phantom Dragon of the Delaware River by Charles Skinner. The height that rises a mile or so to the south of Newark is called Iron Hill because it is rich in hematite ore, but about the time of General Howe's advance to the Brandywine it might well have won its name because of the panoply of war, the sullen guns, the flashing swords, the glistening bayonets that appeared among the British tents perched on it. After the Redcoats had established camp here, the American outposts were advanced and one of the pickets was stationed at Welsh Track Church. On the first tour of duty, the sentry was thrown into great alarm by the appearance of a figure robed from head to foot in white that rode a horse at a charging gate within ten feet of his face. When the guard was relieved, the soldier begged that he might never be assigned to that post again. His nerves were strong in the presence of an enemy in the flesh, but an enemy out of the grave? Ugh! he would desert rather than encounter that shape again. His request was granted. The sentry who succeeded him was startled in the small hours by a rush of hooves and the flash of a paled form. He fired at it and thought that he had heard the sound of a mocking laugh coming back. Every night, the phantom horseman made his rounds and several times the sentinel shot at him without effect, the white horse and white rider showing no annoyance at these assaults. When it came the turn of the skeptical and unimaginative old corporal to take the night detail, he took the liberty of assuming the responsibilities of the post himself. He looked well to the priming of his musket, and at midnight withdrew out of the moonshine and waited, with his gun resting on a fence. It was not long before the beat of hooves were heard approaching, and in spite of himself the corporal felt a thrill along his spine as a mounted figure that might have represented death on the pale horse came into view. But he jammed his hat down, set his teeth, and sighted his flintlock with deliberation. The rider was near, when bang went the corporal's musket, and a white form was lying in the road, a horse speeding into the distance. Scrambling over the fence, the corporal, reassured, ran to the form and turned it over. A British scout, quite dead. The darling fellow, relying on the superstitious fears of the rustics on this front, had made a nightly ride as a ghost in order to keep the American outpost from advancing and also to guess from elevated points at the strength and disposition of their troops. He wore a chestplate of steel, but that did not protect his brain from the corporal's bullet.
Thanks for fa-